because she got sick and you prayed and nothing happened, right? And, and, and in a sense, you create this box and, and God didn't check that box. What do you do when you're there? And, and, and see, we as, uh, it, I, you know, it's church, so a lot of us are believers, right? And a lot of us, honestly, even as believers, we resist God. We play some of these same games. It's like, unless God can fill, check this box, I don't know what to think. Unless I can go on a retreat, God, and you can show up in my life when I carve out 48 hours, you know, I'm not sure about this. I brought that up to my counselor a couple months after, afterwards. I was like, hey, you know, I, help me figure this out. I went on this retreat, and, I, you know, all of a sudden, you're like, that normally works. <laughs> and it didn't. I didn't, it, I didn't feel God's presence. And, she's, and she pushed back. She's like, is God a genie in a bottle? I'm like, No. And, and we got to stop and think about this. If, if, if for us as people, if, if you want to pursue faith, you're going to come into this dichotomy, this dynamic of the fact that God is God and we are not. And we would like to see God do certain things, but the reality is we can't make him do things. And if we could, is he God? Who's God? You see this tension, this dynamic? that we're in. Just to warn you, today is not much of a sermon. Um, and I'll, I'll explain why here. It's more like a TED talk. And I, I do this once, maybe twice a year. I, 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 I give my, our, uh, us as preachers a chance to do this once or twice a year. Because it, the reason I say it's not much of a sermon is we're not going to dive into the Bible today. I'll, I'll mention the Bible but normally we usually pick, we try to pick one passage and really center the energy and the focus. Some of you were here when Evan spoke two weeks ago. And Evan and Christy actually both, we just had two brand new preachers in the last two weeks here at CLC. And they both crushed it. It was great. Um, but as we were talking about it, I was like, hey, you know, we, you know, this is how we do it at CLC. We, we, we focus on a portion, one scripture is best. And the energy of the sermon should be around scripture because that's it's scripture. We should do that. Today, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, today, it just, I want to set this up. I want us to bring us into a frame of mind um, and set up this series. And, and to do it, we're not going to, to, to dive into scripture. So it's more of a TED talk. Uh, what It's almost like, the title could be like, what do you do when you're stuck spiritually? This is today's TED Talk. And, and I want to introduce the, the word that's going to be the thrust of this, this series. And it's probably not what you're thinking. Um, but this is the insight that I have for, for what to do when we're stuck spiritually. Go ahead and put that on the board. The cure for spiritual stalemate is, of all things, generosity. The, the cure for when we're stuck spiritually is, this is what I'm going to propose. This is the, the premise that I'm working off of. And as we go through the series, you can see if you agree or disagree. The, the, the cure for when we're stuck spiritually, I believe, is generosity. Now, I know exactly where your mind's going, because if you were here last week, Christy talked all about money. 
that's not what I'm going to talk about. She already talked about money. I'll mention money. Money plays a role. Obviously, money plays a role in generosity. I'm going so much more broader than that. I'm talking about the cure, the cure, when I say generosity, I mean being generous with our time, generous with our attitude, generous with our devotion, generous with our service, generous with basically anything that we can give away or give to God in our lives, that's what I'm talking about. When I say generosity, I want, like, I want us to be generous towards God, which, of course, includes our money. But if we, if we only focused on that, we would miss, like, 80 or 90% of the other ways we can be generous. A generous attitude towards God. And the reason, like, like the cure for spiritual stalemate is generosity. And, and by genera- generosity, to put it back in our chest terms, it's like, make a move. Put yourself out there, try something, and give God something to work with. That's what I mean by generosity. And, and this is, this is the, the, the principle behind this. I think it's kind of like a faith principle. Go ahead and put the next one up. Is the ones who give him, <laughs> the ones who give him the most see the most. This is what I believe. I believe that the ones who are the most generous with God experience his presence the most. This is how it works. And see, but this is, this, is, this is hard for us because if you're in a spiritual stalemate, you want God to make the next move. You want God to, to, to show himself. You want God to give to you. You want God to bless you. But I just found, and if you look at scriptures, and we'll, we'll dive into the scriptures in the next coming weeks, where the stories of people who have given God something to work with, and it upholds this faith principle that the ones who give him the most actually see, they're the ones who see the most. So the goal for this whole series is, is really simple. It's give God more to work with. That's all I'm going to do. I, I, I'm just going to simply, for the next few weeks, plead with you to give God something to work with. And, and, and yeah, so this is a good way of saying it. I, I put this down. I, I, was, I was kind of vacillating between should I do give God more to work with or give God something to work with, and I've chose both. Because for some of us, some of us, we, we've never really given much to God to work with. We've, we've wanted him to show up in our lives. We've, we've, uh, we've been drawn to the idea of, of a God, especially a loving God, a God that might bless us, right? A God we can be connected with. But we haven't really given him anything. So, so for some of us, we're going to give something. We, we need to give God something to work with. Some of us, some of us it, it's been so long that we've really created, that we've been generous with God. Not that we've never been generous with God, but it's been so long that spiritually that we've, we've done something different that it's time for us to do something to give him something to work with. That's my goal. And I'm just going to plead with you week after week, just give him something. Give him something. Give him more to work with. Because I believe that if we, whatever you give God to work with, he will work with it. He will work with it. He'll run with it. 
he'll, he'll, as soon as we step out and we give God something to work with, he rolls up his sleeves and says, oh, here we go. Oh, 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 here we go. The stalemate can now be over because we're not just in a, in a standoff. You've given me something to work with. Here's, here's what I mean. Well, here, actually, before I go here, imagine this. This is, this is kind of what the life of faith is like. I want to put another illustration into this. Imagine walking into the Home Depot. Okay? I love the Home Depot. Like, I really, really, I, I really, I like walked in the other day. I'm like, I really love this place. These, like, like, you know, get more done. It's all about getting more done. They help me get more done. You know, like, this is so true. And I like high five. Anyway, it, I, I love Home Depot. So I'm, I'm in Home Depot. And imagine walking into Home Depot. And you can picture it. Can you smell it? The wood, the, you know, the materials and stuff like that. And there's, there's all the, you know, on the right-hand side, there's all of the lumber and the sheets of, of, of plywood. And there's, you know, in the fastener section, there's screws and nails. You know, and all. So I, I, imagine, imagine Home Depot, okay? But imagine if Home Depot had no tools. It only had material. I propose to you, my friends, that that's what the life of faith is actually like. And let me explain. I believe that the life of faith is kind of like Home Depot without the tools. It's not our job to build things. That's God's job. God's job, our job is to supply God with the raw materials to give him a ton of things to work with. And as we hand him two-by-fours, and we hand him fasteners, and we hand him sheets of plywood, and we hand him shingles, and we hand, you know what I mean? Like, like then, then he, the li- this is the life of faith. Faith meaning, faith is hope in what we cannot see. That's in scripture. Which means we can't see the house. We might, and this is where you and I get in trouble. We say, okay, life of faith. I want it to look like this, God. Let me bring you in. God, come here. Are you listening? This is my vision for what I want this faith to look like. And God's like, yeah, but what if I want to build something else? Because I'm God and you're not. See, this is where spiritual stalemates start. And then we stop. And we freeze, and we stop giving him things to work with. And then what happens? Nothing gets built. But what if we could do something a little differently? What if, what if in faith, we were able to step out in faith and say, God, I, I don't know what you're going to do with this, but here's a two-by-four. God, I don't, I don't know. And here's what, I'm, here's what I mean by by giving God more to work with, giving him raw material, which is, by the way, this is what the series is called, is raw material, giving God more to work with. God, I don't know what you're going to do if I stop hanging out with this group of people that I shouldn't be hanging out with. I don't don't know, but I'm I'm going to give that to you. Lord, I'm going to give you this this two-by-four. I'm having so many, I'm having problems dating and so, God, I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the one-year challenge. I used to do this all the time with high school students and college students. Like, you're having problems with dating? Just take the one-year challenge. Just don't even think about it. Don't date for a year and see what God does. Here's that two-by-four. God, I'm going to hand you this box of nails, and I'm going to commit to praying for a half an hour every morning. 
I'm going to create this space. I'm going to box it out, you know, with my life. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like guard it with my life, and I'm going to give it to you. And I, I, you might wake up in the morning, and most mornings you're you're too tired, and you just kind of sit there, and you're not quite sure what's happening. But Lord, I'm going to give that to you. I, God, I I don't know I don't know what uh, this is going to do, but I feel like I need to confess a secret sin. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to hand that to you. And it's terrifying. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you something to work with. God, I'm going to obey your commandments. I'm going to seek what you have to say about life and how to live life. I'm going to look at your word, and if, if I can't make sense of the word, I'm going to go talk to somebody who can make sense of the word. And, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to figure out what it means to obey you, and I'm going to hand you that raw material. God, I'm going, to, I'm going to quit something that's harmful to me, that, that other people have said is harmful to me. And, and I don't want to quit it. I know this is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to give, God, I'm going to give up something that's controlling me right now. See, these are all ways that we can, you, you see how this is, not money, put money aside. Okay, okay, I'm going to, God, I'm going to bring in the full tithe. There's Christy's sermon last week. She talked about bringing in the full tithe. And, 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 and you know, Christy's, uh, our story, like, God can do amazing things through that, right? I don't want to belittle that, but I don't want that. When we think about being generous towards God, I want to talk about what it takes to be honest and vulnerable with somebody, even though that's really, really intimidating. And see, that, that's raw material I'm talking about. And see what God does with that. I, I, I want to I talk about like what it would mean to like commit to God something, to devote your attention somehow to God, whether that be through prayer, whether that be through reading something, studying something, coming to church every Sunday, whatever it is, but creating space in your life for God to move. And, and whatever it is, what is it for you? I want you to be thinking about what's some raw material, what's a two-by-four, what's a box of nails you can hand to God. And before it makes sense to what he's going to do with it, you just hand it to him in faith and say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. And you know you're giving something generous to God when it stretches you, when it challenges you. To, there's a, this portion in Scripture or this, this story where Jesus is at the temple, and he sees a very teachable moment. And this, this has to do with money. He's, he says to his disciples, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. See these two people? See that Pharisee right there that's bringing in a tithe that literally had a, it, it, it required a caravan to bring it in, all the stuff he was bringing to God. He's like, don't get distracted by what's happening over there. Off to the left, the side you see below that, you know, like, like there's this little woman, this old woman. And she's putting the widow's, it's called the widow's mite. She's putting a mite, which is like a fraction of a penny or a penny or something like that. She's bringing, she's bringing uh, that, that little penny. And he says, this, 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 this show that you're seeing, that's not generous because he's giving out of his wealth. She's giving out of what? Does anybody know? Her poverty. You know you're being generous when it makes you feel poor. When you, when you feel, and here's, here's the thing. So this is, this is why this is so important. I don't know what to call this. I don't want to call it like, it's like the life of faith or dynamics of faith or something like that. But it, like, like I said, I believe it starts with generosity. 
okay? Generosity, you, you know, like, if you ever wonder, like, hey, am I being generous? You, this, this is an easy test to find out if you're being generous with money or what, with somebody else or with God or, or anything. You know you're being generous when you feel vulnerable. That's when you know you're being generous. When you feel like, I don't know about this. If, you know, like, if you, like, we talk about Young Life a lot. Young Life is, if you become a Young Life leader, that's a generous thing because it demands so much of your time. And you're like, every Tuesday night, plus some monthly meetings, plus going to camp every summer, you know, like, like that, 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 I don't know. Like, that's, that leaves you feeling vulnerable because that's a generous thing. You want, God, you want me to be honest and confess my sins. See, we don't think of this as generosity, but it is. Confessing your sins leaves, leaves you feeling vulnerable. What if, they, what if they turn their back on me? What if they don't extend grace? What if they think less of me? What if they tell somebody else? That's vulnerability. But here's why. This is, I, I, I think the life of faith is, is pivoted. It starts with generosity a lot of times. Because when generosity, when, tr- when we're truly generous, it leaves us vulnerable. I think, I think I have a slide about that, right? Hit me with it. Generosity always, it, I almost said, always leaves us vulnerable. True generosity always leaves us feeling vulnerable. It feels like, like we're, we're putting ourselves out there. Again, money, going back to money, when if you give generously, you're like, oh, babe, are you sure we're supposed to do this? You know what I mean? Like, like that might mean we can't go on vacation, the place we want to go on vacation this year. Like, that, that's, or, or even worse, like, that, I'm not sure, like, how we're going to make ends meet, you know? That's generous giving because it leaves you vulnerable. Here's why I think that's so important. Is because when we so so when we're thinking about being generous, we're facing vulnerability, and it requires us to step out in faith. Right? It requires us. In I am going to walk towards that vulnerability. I'm going to walk towards being vulnerable, and take a step of faith. And again, faith is hope in what is not yet seen. And hope that it leads somewhere. And, and this is what's so cool. Generosity leads to vulnerability. Vulnerability affords us the opportunity to do something in faith. And then it allows, it creates space. It gives God raw material, fodder for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and show up in our lives. And then we're like, oh my goodness, we had enough. Oh my goodness, I put myself out there. I confessed my sins and they loved me. They accepted me, and in, in some strange way, I felt the love of God through that. And all of a sudden, because of that, this cycle, I now trust God more. And this is what we want, right? I, I want to be able to trust God. I want to have this relationship where I feel connected to you. This is, what, this is what we long for. If you ever thought about the idea of God, that, 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 that there's a God out there that has my back, this is, this is what we long for. We want trust. The, the basis of every meaningful relationship is trust, right? And if we're talking about a meaningful relationship with God, how do we get there? I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you today, this is my case for this series. It does, it, you can't get this without this. It starts first with generosity, with being generous 
towards God, which leads us to a vulnerable place where in faith we step out and we pray, Lord, I don't know how this works, but I trust you and I'm going to do it. And the faith allows him to step in, make a story through something cool, and in the, in the, the end result is he proves himself faithful and we can trust him. Does this make sense? Do you see how this is all connected? And do you see how, do you see how this is not how we think? We're like, we're here, and we want God to be a part of our lives. We're open to the idea of God. I wish I could preach this sermon to all of Evergreen right now, because I think that Evergreen is this town that's open to the idea of God. But they're like, yeah, but he's not really showing up. And it's like, yeah, because you haven't been generous towards him. You're not even thinking about him. You haven't devoted any time or focus or attention. You haven't sought him at all. You're just waiting for him to drop into your life. And sometimes God does that. We have that story. We baptize that story where people are like, I was just driving down the road, and bam, all of a sudden God showed up. And something, you know what? That might happen in your story sometime as well. I just heard a story the other day. When I was in Hawaii, I went to church, and the woman was, was preaching at church, and she's, this, is, this is great. I love the story because it, it explains kind of like how we are as humans. And she, she, had, she was, had, um, it was a niece that was on her deathbed. And this, this woman had believed in God but had not been walking with him. And, she's, and she had this niece that was on her deathbed, and she's like, Lord, if you spare my niece's life, I will give you my life. And the Lord spared the niece's life. And then the woman did nothing, went on with her life. And it just kept living the same life without God for another, like, ten years. Until another, it was like another, someone else was dying. And she's like, Lord, if you spare this person's life. And the second time, she actually did devote her life to God. But that's, that's what a lot of us do. And that's what, I think that's why God is like, yeah, I could, I could just intervene. I could do a miracle, but I'm not even sure it would work because it's not going to, it doesn't create vulnerability, which creates faith, which d- d- creates trust. The best weapon that you and I have, that if you want, you, you want to grow in faith, give God something to work with. Just see what he does. Give him some space. And see what happens. Do something different in your faith story. And see what God does with it. Guys, I'm, I'm, this is an important message for me personally. Because this is where I'm at. Like, like I, I feel a little more whole than I did fall of 2020 when I went on that retreat. But just a couple months ago, Christy and I were, we took a walk on a Saturday afternoon, and we were just both having kind of a rough day, and, and, and we're like, what's going on? Like, where, where is God in our lives right now? And Christy, in this moment, she's like, Josh, I, I think, you know, the Bible, the Bible talks about, like, how we need to seek God, seek him while he may be found. We're going to talk about that next week. She's like, I wonder, I wonder if we need to, like, that's not just for people who are far from God or don't believe in God. Like, it, it, that maybe that message is for us, that we need to seek him anew. And, and maybe God, and, and this is where I'm at. This is where, this is all I can, when I, and I look at my life and I don't feel close to him right now. I don't feel his presence like I once have. And the only way I can make sense of that is 
Josh, we were here, and there was a time where this was a, 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 a source of life for you, and this is a source where we connected. But I'm opening a new chapter. I want to do something different. And we're going to go over here. And maybe spiritual retreats will be a part of that. Maybe the fasting that you've done in the past. Maybe those things will give you life in the future. But for now, I want you to seek me anew. Recently, I was reading through scripture. And it's hard for me to read scripture right now. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't, like, just fill me up like it used to. But I found this. It's, it's in the Psalms. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. And so I've dubbed this year the year of the new song. What is it? It's like March already. I have no clue what that means. I don't. But I'm walking towards it. And, and why this is so important for me to preach is because I need to remind myself the, pers- the one who sees God the most is the one who gives him the most. And I've given him a lot in the past, and I think that God's in this period where he's like, but I want you to give me something different now, and I don't even know what that is. So I'm right here. I'm, 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 I was about to say I'm here. I'm somewhere in between here and here. I'm, I'm vulnerable and, and thinking about stepping out in faith and trying some things. What's it for you? What raw material can you hand to God? You go to Home Depot, what can you purchase? And the, the cool thing is, is like, I I firmly believe there's a lot you can purchase. There's a lot of things at Home Depot you can buy off the shelf and hand to him. There's a lot of, you can devote yourself to prayer. You can confess your sins. You can stop hanging out with people. You can, you know, reframe dating. You can, there's so many things. Just get creative and see what God does. See how he might move. And and here's here's why I think that this is the life of faith. Nobody can do this for you. Think about it. You know, if you're, if you're a parent and you want your kids to have faith as well, you can't be generous for them towards God. You can't face down vulnerabilities and step out of, in faith for them. You just can't. No one can do that for you except you. You're the only one. And so what are you going to do? What, what, what can you hand to him right now? What can you give him and, and say, declare that I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give this to you, Lord, and I don't know what you're going to do with it. I don't know what you're going to build with it. But I give it to you anyway. And then one more question, and I'm going to leave you with that. But this is where we're going to leave it. What's the alternative? Do you just keep standing like this towards God? Is, is, it, is it the agnostic, atheistic, you know, unless God can ch- check this one box, this little box, then I will believe. Or then I'll assent. Or then I'll, you know. What's the alternative? And what's on the other, like, if you stood there, what, what, if you stay there, where might you, what might you miss? What, what, what have you got to lose, in a sense, you know? By stepping out, even if you're like, God, I'm not even sure you exist. But I'm going to take a step of faith anyway. 
But just in case you do, I'm going to create a little bit of space in my life, or maybe a, a lot of space in my life, and see what you do. What if you gave God, what if you gave God more to work with? Let's pray. God, I, I pray that I know that something like this, we're thinking, we're all thinking about different things right now. And Lord, as a big God, you understand that. You know what's going on in each of our hearts and our minds. And I pray that you would meet us there. Lord, I pray that, that you give us the courage to, to give you something to work with. For some of us, this is an emotional thing, Lord. We're mad, like I said in the beginning. We're, we're angry at you. We have doubts that are crushing. We don't trust you, Lord. And for that person, Lord, I, I pray that you uh, would, would enter their lives in, in a way that maybe you haven't before. And if that's not their story, Lord, that they would have the courage to step out in faith and see what you might do with it. pray all this in your name. Amen. Please stand and sing a couple songs with us.